The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it's time for another edition of Mick Shots inside the SWBC Podcast Studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. We are now one week away from draft day, the first round of the National Football League Draft 2022. Everson Walls has all of his draft research taken care of. He's got lots he wants to spew out over the I next. I did that last week. I'm just, I'm just listening today. Uh, By the way, this, this the introduction. Like, see, we got it right this week, right? You said you guys said we didn't. Oh, the music. Yeah, we didn't do. Yeah, come on now. Like, we didn't do that last week. You guys, like, I felt like I was naked last week. Uh-huh. You know, yep. we didn't get. I get the boom. I got to do my shoot the thing, and you know, I didn't get to do that. <laughs> Just go. Just go. Y'all went last week. That was crazy. All right, and Mickey Spagnola has not one. Not two, but three <laughs> legal pads filled with notes from the last week and, that and he wants to And a bunch of trash over there, too. We don't know uh-huh. what the trash is over Look there. Look at all that trash. <laughs> and my three notebooks aren't as thick, thick That's as That's right. That's the big, green, big green NFL draft scouting notebook. Yeah, but yours is neat. Yeah, well, thank you. Yours is That's so right. Neat. That's what, right. you're supposed to be able to read it? <laughs> yeah, and find it. You know, you have the stuff piled up over there. Well, like, yeah. I, I got a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. just in case I need to research. You know, when you get a little older, you start forgetting things. You're supposed to research before you before? come in. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've done some research, as a matter of fact. You have? Look at this page. I spent yesterday morning. Is that look at the this Cowboys episode. are drafting the ones now, in pink? Now, these are. This is a page of the free agent offensive linemen in the league, and I went through to find out how many guys of these, how many games of these guys started. What's available out on the open market? Do you have to take a guard in the first round? Because somebody said be you there? can't take a guard in the first round. <laughs> That's right. You can't take a guard in the first so round. So what are the other options out there? If I mean, you can't take uh, any more than one position in the first round unless you're going to trade your whole draft and get up into the first round, and you're only going to take two players in the whole draft. Uh, and so I figure, you know what? You need to see what else is available out there. And these guys on this sheet right here will probably – well, there are there are several guys on this sheet right here who are veteran-free agents who don't have jobs right now who in 2022 mm-hmm. would do a better job playing left guard for you than a guy that – even that you draft in the first round perhaps. And especially if they don't have a job on May 1st. That's right. After the draft. And mm-hmm. everybody's bringing in their guys, and they're all excited about them. And if you don't have a job, you're knocking on the door, right, and saying, okay, I'm available, and the price goes down. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. That, and, and I'm just talking about for this year. Yeah. Now, the first round, a first-round pick, you're drafting him not only for this year, but you're drafting him for the next five years. Correct. And then, hopefully, you're, you want to sign him to a second contract. That's, like like that's Amari Cooper, right? Does that does that sound like Amari Cooper? In what in what way? Uh, we signed him. Uh, he came on. Uh, well, they didn't get. We didn't give him a one year deal. Yeah. But we came. We brought him in for the hopes of having five years with him, and then we signed him to another deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about the rookie. The, ah, the okay. second the second contract. Okay. Which, by the, the way, that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Cleveland redid his contract. For better or for worse, the for, twenty million, the in 20, sickness or in health, yeah, <laughs> in production or failure, right. uh, they turned his twenty million dollar base salary. They paid him eighteen point eight million in a restructure bonus, okay, and spread that over five years, okay, wow. Paid him a one point uh, one two base salary this year. And his uh, cap hit is only four point nine million. Wow, that's and the, very nice. And, and they spread it over the eighteen million they gave him at signing bonus, so he gets that already. And uh, and they put two voidable years on the on the back end of the three years that remained on his contract. 
And so while the Cowboys paid $6 million in dead money to get rid of him, they redid his contract over basically three years. Mm Mm-hmm. And so his cap hit for this year for the Cleveland Browns Four point, is $4.896 million. Yes, yeah. So they reduced $20 million to 4.896. So the Cowboys could have done that. Save $15 million. They could have if they wanted to. <laughs> they wanted to. Right. Yeah. So it was yeah, conceivable that for a $4.9 million hit on your salary cap right now, the Cowboys could have redone that deal. Correct. And kept him. And kept him. So it so was. Why did they not do it? It was their decision. You know, they can say, well, it was cap saving, but what it was was they didn't want to invest more money in him down the road, like push more money back down the road. They, you know, and it's the same decision they made with Lael Collins, right? They didn't have to do that. They decided from a cap saving standpoint, they can absorb his dead money and then pay. Terrence Steele no more than probably 800 and some thousand dollars to start at right tackle. I mean, that was the conscious decision. Now, you got to be right, right? Because it's not like, you know, you had your your hand twisted to to do that. That that doesn't make me feel any better. That, that, in regards to Cooper. I wasn't trying to make it. That that, that saddens (laughs) me. That saddens me that, that, you know, they had a chance to keep him and didn't want to keep him. You know what that means? What does that mean? They've got somebody or several guys that might be available to them in this draft who they feel they'd rather have right now and on into the future. I, and free agency. You don't think so? No. One, free agency no. itself. we got some good free agent wide receivers I mean, you, you mentioned the offensive linemen mm-hmm. available in free agency. And if I had more time this morning, I would have done wide receivers. Wide receivers. <laughs> You're too busy right now. Pretty I just and coding. I, I, know, I just on. knew Mickey's going to ask me about wide receivers. <laughs> no. I just didn't have time to do it this morning. But there, I can do the same process on wide receivers. So There are receivers out there. I wanted to get my money right here. Um, Jarvis Landry was visiting mm-hmm. the Saints mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, five-time pro bowler. But, again... When you talk about a guy like that, it's like, well, how much? How much is it going to cost? Because his base salary in 2021 was $12.5 million. So he ain't he doesn't figure he's coming cheap, right? We're, we're not, you know, bottom basement bargain price here. Um, but again, last year, for whatever reason in Cleveland, he had – 52 catches for 570 yards and two touchdowns. So does he have to re- – this is his ninth season. Mm-hmm. Has he got to reestablish himself uh, as as a top wide receiver? And how much are you going to pay for that? And that's what it comes down to those guys right now, right? How much are you going to pay? Which, as a matter of fact, and we'll be careful how I say this, Debo Samuel – Asking for a trade? Well, here's why. I, I heard people talk about it for 10 minutes this morning on the radio. Okay. And they didn't get to the reason why. He's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, that's right. That's... At $3.9 million. And he just saw these wide receivers get paid $30 million, $28.5 million, right? And he's thinking, hmm. I'm maybe more valuable than they are. That that reasoning never came up in. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it was like I don't understand what happened. He had such a good relationship there, and it's like, well, here's what happened. That must have been a 49ers and, station or something. And the last year of his base salary, because he he's a second round pick, right? So he's only yep. gets four years. Mm-hmm. That last year, there's no more guaranteed money, by the way. So that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how could things have gone wrong? He was the guy carrying the boombox on the field at AT&T yeah. Stadium. And he was the, the, and he was the Piper guy that called his the own number. He called his own number <laughs> and against yeah. the Cowboys. And if San Francisco watched the game, he's the reason they beat the Cowboys. That's right. right? So I was just throw that out. And and oh, but but he liked a tweet of a picture of him in a Cowboys uniform with C.D. Lamb in the picture. 
That's that's cute. That is cute. <laughs> that, that, that is cute. That's the, that's where the, where we we're living in uh, today. Where you you've got you uh, can push your own narrative very easily. Uh, well, yeah. and it's in members of the of our profession. Do you think do he that. thought of all that by himself that, or his that, agent? Oh, there must be something to this because he liked to tweet with him in a Cowboys uniform. He wants yeah. to come play for the Cowboys. He also wants he also say, wants to make twenty five million dollars a year. He ain't coming to the Cowboys. It it it, it, it just shows you how quickly. Social media can take this thing over, right? Scrubbed his Instagram account. That's right. Yes, as Kyler, as Kyler got his Instagram back going, you don't, yeah, have, you don't have to be a genius just to make a bunch of crap up. Okay. <laughs> and by the way, Kyler's in about the same boat that uh, Debo is. That's right. You know? Right. So, um, all right. So, what uh, what do you want to get to on your legal pad? Well, um, I'm trying to remember the timing of last week. Did we? Did the, we were on Thursday. That was Thursday. Kelvin yeah. Joseph was. It came out after Thursday or us. Friday. Yeah, <laughs> of course it yeah. did. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we spent all last Thursday talking about the primary needs. Mm, that's like, right. That's right. We talked about needs. Yeah. So that, that and was, I got the, the question. I that, got the text message from uh, Bill. He goes, "Well, you might put cornerback <laughs> on there now." <laughs> Uh, not again. Uh, we just did this last year, right? We did. Yeah. And, uh, all right. So, I mean, he's out here working out. Yeah. Right? So, but you just, you don't know. Now, they may know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You know, it's not like what's going to happen with them. And by the way, the NFL could have a say in it also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if there is a possible suspension that right. we could be dealing with this season too. So you're talking yeah. about your fourth corner, who that's who. So he, what what realistic? Okay, let's say that wipe the slate clean. Okay, and you got Anthony Brown, you got Trayvon Diggs, you got Jordan Lewis. Correct. As your top three corners. Okay, where do you want your second round draft pick cornerback? Uh, to be slotted this year on the depth chart. I I want him challenging for one of those other two top three spots. I'm going to give Trayvon Diggs his spot, Uh right? Mm -hmm. Anthony Brown's in the last year of his contract. Uh Uh, Jordan Lewis, okay, they signed him, but he might have – two years left i'll look it up here off the top of my head he signed a three-year deal uh but you would like to challenge him right and that's what his job should have been uh, his, his eyes should have been squarely on uh jordan lewis and his position yeah to me that's 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 all you're looking or at. or however it worked out because if if he was good enough to start at left corner Anthony Brown has played the slot. He can move inside if they thought he could do it better than Jordan Lewis. Okay, and you look at that's what they did last year. At times. Right. All right, you look at the inventory and the at cornerback. And I was just what's left on their contract. And you were right, Jordan Lewis has two years left on his contract. Anthony is going into the second year of his contract. Uh, if you look at okay. Who is going to be – what cornerbacks are going to – this time next year, if they don't do anything with anybody's contract between now and next year at this time, what is your inventory at cornerback and what's left on their deal? Okay, Trayvon Diggs would have – will be going into his last year. No, he should have four years. He's going into his third. third. He's going into his third right now, so he'll be going into his fourth year in a second-round draft pick. Right. He's going in the last year of his year. This is next year, 2023. Okay. Because I think when you're looking at the draft, we get caught up in, okay, what needs do they have right now? now? Right. What about the needs they're going to have a year from now? And the year after that, and the year after that. And we, that's you why these you use the second-round pick on Kelvin that's right. Joseph. That's right. And so Diggs, a year from now, Diggs will be going into his last year. Lewis is going into his last year. Now, Kelvin Joseph would be going would have two years left on his deal, and then Deshaun Wright as well. And Anthony Browns is up. And Anthony Browns a free agent next year. So you've got a need a year from now for a starting cornerback because Anthony Brown's deal is up. He's going into the last year of his deal. And if you just look at this year, he would at least been your at the very least, right? Compete. If he doesn't win, he's your fourth corner. So if there's one injury, 
he's on the field, right? right? Now, after that, all you got is Nashawn Wright and Kyron Brown if there's no Kelvin Joseph. CG, CG, CJ Goodwin is a corner, but he's, he's a, a special, special teams team. guy, right? Okay. That's, That's why right. he's here. So, so let, let's say, pick the number of games. Let's say Joseph is out for for this, okay, for a number of games. Then, I mean, you've got a definite need right now for a cornerback. Yes. Yeah. And he hopes it's only a suspension. Right. Right. So... Anyway, there's a need there. Safety a year from now. Curse has a two-year deal, so he'll be he'll have one year left. Hooker has one year left, and Mukwamu would have two years left a year from now. And that's Donovan a, that's, Wilson. Donovan yeah, Wilson's one. Wilson? He's going into his, his last year. year. He's okay. a free agent okay. after this year. So I mean, you can make you. And by the way, Demonte Casey, okay, who apparently visited the Seahawks this week. How many snaps did he play? What was his percentage of uh, snaps that he played last year? Uh, I'm going to guess. I can look it up, but I'm going to guess off the top of my head. It was about mm, 48%. He, he played 50. 94% of the snaps. 94. 94%. Oh, I was thinking Neil. I was <laughs> thinking Neil. Yes. 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 And so we're sitting here thinking, oh, we've got safety taken care of, okay, because they, they signed Curse, they signed Hooker, and they got Donovan Wilson. Now that's another. But the, the, way, they, the way Dan Quinn and Joe Witt employed their secondary guys and the sub-packages, they used those safeties a lot last year. And now, that, that was another conscious decision to not – now, I don't know if they low-balled him on trying to re-sign him, but they didn't make it a priority to bring him back. Right. right. Well, you, when you look at the end of the season, uh, his productivity yeah, plays, I guess, went up. But – Plays made went down. Yes. And that was something that was glaring. Plays played went up, right? Yes, plays played went up, but, <laughs> but plays made went down. And so, you know, after the Chargers game, you know, man, I was thinking that he was that guy, you know, because he had those kind of instincts, mm-hmm. you know, and he showed them early on in the first two, three, maybe four games. After that, Man, it just seemed like he became uh, tired. And it's a long season. It, it's yeah. a long season. It, it seemed like it gr- it, it, mm-hmm. the grind got to him. And let's yeah. face it, Hooker didn't exactly, you know, stand out, right? He had a game. He, had, he flashed. There yeah. were, That's what yeah. I thought, Bill. He flashed well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought that. But I mean, it wasn't like but, a consistent But deal. here's again, is a guy that now has some tread, had lost some tread on the tire, right. and he's – you know, he has had an injury history. And so what if you lose him? So the point being, when when they approach this draft, you can go across the board with basically every position group, and you can make the case that there is a need, right. which, which is why I'm big on best player available. Yeah. Right. And, you know, when Steven – That's kind of sad, Bill, mm-hmm. when you think about Steven it. Steven talked about it. Uh, but every team in the league is like this. I mean, that's the way the league, so? is de- the way the league is designed, where, you know, you're – you, you only have these guys. It's like college. You have to prioritize a group, not just individuals, but an entire group. You have mm-hmm. to figure out if you want to prioritize that group or not. Right. And when they were trying to pin Steven down uh, the other day, I guess it was Tuesday, uh, on his uh, radio segment about positions in this, he goes, we want to draft good players, mm-hmm. meaning just what Bill said. It's like you're not going to sit there and say I got to have a defensive end. You say that you got to have a defensive end, and you end up with Taco Charles, <laughs> right? Uh, you you can't just go in and say I need this. Um, we got we, uh, we we have to we we like you said we have to have just get me a, a good wide f- receiver though. We yes. have to have Let me, uh, a guard. Uh, I want to quickly correct on the KZ snaps. Uh-huh. It wasn't ninety four. It was seventy nine percent. He still had a, he had over nine hundred snaps on defense uh, last year, and it was so that's seventy nine percent. But look of at his snaps. starts. I bet his starts were right at fourteen. Or fifteen starts. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen starts. Seventeen games. So fifteen starts. Yeah. And, and we always talked about how you know in the secondary. It doesn't matter who starts. You're going to get a lot of playing time mm-hmm. if you're part of the nickel or even dime pack. That's right. That's right. And uh, But, I mean, so that is a starting safety who they can think that they're replacing with Hooker, okay? Um, but um, but even with using Hooker mm-hmm, more, mm-hmm. and you got Donovan Wilson, right? Now, y- you brought back J. Ron Curse. Thank God. 
But now you're you're thin on the back end, so you're not as flexible to use him as one of those linebackers sort of. Yeah, is Curse going to assume some of the role that right, uh, exactly. that Keanu Neal had last right. year? Or, well, then that to me that would depend on what Wilson's doing. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and it they need him to step up the way he was before he got hurt. If they if he could do that. Then we are looking at some flexibility here. Not as fast, not necessarily at the cornerback position, but certainly within that interior from the slot position on in. So, those first three picks, and and, and that's why when Stephen answered the question about trading up, he goes, "Yeah," he goes, "But when you trade up, and I'm paraphrasing, you're giving up a good player, meaning." If I'm going to trade up in the first, it, it's going to be my second or third round pick. Right. And your second and third round pick should be a potential starter for you, right? And, and and so trading up where they're at, somebody's got to fall, right? It, it, it's got to be Des Bryant quality. And I went back and looked, and in six of the last eight years of the draft, they stayed – right where they were, right. and made the pick. One year they didn't have a first, so that's one of the two years they didn't do the Amari Cooper. And, and that was for the Amari Cooper trade. And then the other one was basically this last one. They traded down uh, to, to get a third-round pick and Parsons and ended up with Chauncey Golston. So, but you have to go back to 2012 – for the last time they actually traded up in the first round, and it was from 14 to 6 to take Morris Claiborne. And they could have gotten Michael Brockers at 14. And, and Brockers was the second-round pick they gave up, I believe. No, no, no. Brockers, no. Uh, Brockers, Brockers went wrong? 14 he to went the Rams. 14. Okay. So, and the second-round pick they gave up, which was 45 overall, they could have taken Bobby Wagner there. Right. It went forty-seven. So what Stephen was like saying, I will give up. So so you basically, give up a good player. So basically, and to his point, they basically gave up Michael Brockers and Bobby Wagner from Oak Claiborne in that draft. Right. And and That's and it. how did Brockers do? Brockers Brockers still off. playing. He's how's still he, playing. He, for oh, he's the been Rams. great. He's oh, been he's terrific. Been really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he he's not the type player that is going to get a lot of sacks, but as a defensive tackle, right. run defender, and just a rock solid guy. I mean, he was like with a the, Larry Cole. Yeah. Big, right. Yeah. I mean, he's something like that. Right. Like and he's and Larry he'll Cole. wind up playing about as long as Larry Cole did, right. about fifteen years <laughs> right. in the league. And yeah. if you and if you're Randy, Randy to that point, Randy White. I was doing some shows with Randy White, uh, you know, several years ago, mm-hmm. and he did some work with Michael Brockers, I think, through his agent. Oh. Uh, I don't know if Cast- Casterline represents him or whatever, but th- his, Brockers' agent got Randy to work with him, and Randy would just rave about Brockers. Really? Yeah. But and and Mo, I mean, if you get a sixth round pick, sixth pick in the draft, I mean. You want a second and third contract on that guy, right? And Claiborne, mm-hmm. I think his second was a one-year deal because he was coming back from injury, mm-hmm. and then that was it. It didn't matter because he played. He didn't play well. He couldn't stay healthy. No, he, he didn't play well. He just couldn't stay healthy. So yeah. So this moving up, moving down stuff. Their nature lately has been to stay put. And did you like the move down in 2013? Yes. Which they moved down, and they took Travis Frederick at 31, and then Terrence Williams was the guy that they took from in the, with their third-round pick right. that they got by moving down, trade with San Francisco. So if they and, want and, a, a guard at 24, they need to move down and get something. So, I'm, so I'm these awful. years that you guys are speaking of, how, how well did the free agency market play? Uh, I didn't have time to do the research on that. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is, I mean, that, that has everything to do with it. Um, because sometimes T.Y. Hilton's out there. Sometimes Landry's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Cole Beasley's uh, out there. Yeah. Oh Lord, don't say. That. <laughs> Bring back Cole, damn it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, to that point, I want to ask you: Do the Cowboys need a in this offense a slot receiver? I'm not saying Cole Beasley. I'm saying, do they need a slot receiver like Cole Beasley, kind of a chain mover slot receiver to go to on third down? When we come back, you got here that guy on mix shots. <laughs> Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? 
If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214 225 4860. That's capepostcompany.com. Kevin Shepler on Twitter is asking, any calls today? Mickey, do you want to sure. open up the phone lines? Absolutely. Okay, what is that phone 888-855-2297. number? 888-855-2297. So, Kevin Shepler, your opportunity is right now to get in <laughs> here on uh, Mix Shots. All right, do the Cowboys need a slot receiver? Or could they use a slot receiver like a Cole Beasley type? Um, or... In this offense, would you rather see them use what they? I mean, they've got. Can I get a in uh, CD Lamb? He can play in the slot. You can draft guys that can can or versatile can play inside, outside. I, I need mean, to play somebody that can play, and and preferably somebody that can do maybe all three, um, and not just so you would slot prefer somebody in there because that, Cole is a, is slotted as a slot. yeah, and he is right. Even He's though he doesn't think he is, it's hard to see him on the outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he, he'll get lost downfield for the quarterback. Don't ask Cole any questions. Just don't ask him any questions. And did uh, is Dalton Schultz kind of fill that role a little bit? Yeah, as far as a chain mover, there's no doubt. You know? Right. So of course what, they had Witten too with Cole Beasley. I was so. reading a bunch of stuff and I found. If you wanted a slot guy, one of the guys that came up could be available. I don't know if it's first or second, but the guy from Western Michigan, Sky Moore, mm-hmm. he's 5'9", 195. Nope. Too short? Yes. For a slot? So that's my question. Because they, need that's wide, they need some big physical wide, wide receivers. Receiver. Because that's my that question. was our problem last year. I fuss about it all the time. Getting pressure with a four-man rush, they started sitting down on our routes, mm-hmm. sitting down on the short routes, or just coming up and jamming us at the line of scrimmage. Takes away all the timing that you're going to have in this type of offense if you can't hold off a four-man rush. Chris I mean, Beam, you could show us Drake London. You couldn't show show Everson Drake London if you get a chance. You couldn't. Whenever. You you couldn't get off the line of scrimmage. You need receivers that can fight their way through that jam and still keep the timing with their quarterback. Okay, how about this guy, North Dakota State, Christian Watson? Oh, I love him. He I love him. He is six four, and ran a four three six at the combine. Wow. 
Uh, and he averaged. Legit now again, six. it's North Dakota State. Okay. But I know you you probably are not going to diminish that. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> you, he, with my one double A playing. So. He had, he averaged <laughs> twenty point four yards per catch. And the last. That's that our man. That's Christian Watson right there. That's Watson. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Jordy Nelson. I saw a note on him, and it pointed out that Cooper Cup was the last FCS wide receiver taken in the top 75 of a draft. And this guy might be the next one. For those of you not watching, we are yes. watching <laughs> Christian Watson right now. Some uh, some footage of him. I love. You want him. London? Uh, I, a little bit more on Christian Watson right. here. Watson four three six, a one four five ten yard split, which is which is incredible. <laughs> one Thir- four five. One forty five ten yard split. I'd be just getting out 30, of my stance. <laughs> 38, 38 and a half vertical. Eleven four. Hand, still on the ground. Did you say eleven? 11-4 broad jump. His cone drill was sub-7. 11-4 broad wow. jump. That's right. And he had 18 bench reps, too. So he, he's a strong guy also. Oh, my goodness. So he is 6-4-208. I went back and now looked that's up. that's a football player. Yeah. And and he's got explosion. I mean, that's what those, those measurables tell you yes, right there. So how about this one? And I think this was in his career there. He had four touchdowns of at least 65 yards or more. So he he was running by people, right? Mm-hmm. That's another Or that's running another by him after he it's catches another the Debo. ball. He could be running through him like Debo. Yeah. And so Jordy Nelson, six, he, he came out, he was 6'3", 217 at the Combine. And so this uh, Christian Watson, 6'4", 208. And Nelson ran a 4'5", Watson's faster at 436. Nelson's 10 yard split was 150, which is still blazing. Uh, it's just the same. He, uh, if you were, I, I if think you think of Jordy Nelson back at Kansas State, he he beat Texas with uh, in the punt return game. He, he was a lot of the same type stuff that Christian Watson does here. What's the kid's name in, in Pittsburgh? Wide uh, receiver, the one that held the ball too long. When they were trying to to complete a drive, a touchdown, and he held. You're it. talking Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers, yes. Number uh, eleven, I think is number. Oh, 12. I'm Claypool. Sorry. Claypool, yeah. Chase Claypool. That's who he reminds me. Of. Yeah, that, yeah. That's really who he reminds me. Yeah, of. yeah. Same speed, same size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I see when I when I see him. All right, Drake London. Uh, you're talking about a big guy who can. Uh, here you go. Here's here's your Drake London right here, number 15 for your Southern Cal Trojans. Now the Cowboys will consider themselves very fortunate if Drake London is still there at 24. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, including me, who have him right at the top of the wide receiver rankings. And him and Garrett Wilson, Ohio State. What's his numbers? Um, <laughs> Glad you asked. And, and, Glad and, you asked. Okay. Now he did not run a forty. Okay. And that's the knock against him is his long speed. Okay. Uh, and he had a personal pro day just last week, and he opted not to do any of those measurables. He didn't well, need to. Are very he is six four. They're very underweight. Yeah, six. Yeah, six four two nineteen. Okay, is his size. Uh, these are the numbers that should impress you. In eight games last year, guess how many catches he had in eight games? Eight games total? Eight games total last year. Guess how many? Uh, he had a fractured right ankle, and so that's why he only played 32. eight games. 32 catches in oh, eight wow. games? I was <laughs> going to say 40. Yeah, oh, 40. I thought you said I was right. I was like, okay, go ahead. 88. Oh, no. Wow. He had 88 catches in eight what? games. Yes. For over 1,000 yards, uh, seven touchdowns. Uh, the year before, uh, six games, 33 catches. Uh, and the year before that, uh, 13 games, nine starts. He had 93 catches. I mean, this is a highly productive guy. Here, get this about him. Basketball player, too. I, I mean, was going to ask. I was going to ask. What he's other, Mike Evans. Uh, okay. There you go. He's Mike Evans. There you go. He he played for the USC basketball team after his freshman year playing football. Yeah. Okay. He averaged a, a, on his high school basketball team. He averaged 29 points and 12 rebounds a game for Moore Park, in, uh, which is a big school in California. Yeah, of course. I yeah. Know. yeah, it's on the way to that's Thousand right. Oaks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or right next so to all it. All state football and basketball. So he's players. not going to be there. That You wouldn't think. 
Although there's some who got him mocked. <laughs> you know, and here's, the, and here's the, the bad part for the Cowboys on these wide receivers in the first round. There's too many teams ahead of them that need wide receivers. And a lot of these guys are going to be gone. So that's why I was looking at that, that Watson guy. And I, See, I, I, but I think he'll, he may be gone by 56 when the Cowboys pick him in the second round. You can't get him in the second. Yeah. And, and so that's why when people say, well, 24 is too high to draft him. Well, if that if that's the player you want right. and he's not going to be there at 56, then 24 is not too high to draft him. Well, do you remember the grief the Cowboys got when they took Travis Frederick at the end of the first mm-hmm. round? Well, that's take too high center. to take him. You could have yeah. got him in the second or third. And it's like – well, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Five Pro Bowls later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still bemoaning the fact that he decided to retire, mm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Which is why we're in the predicament we're in right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. I, st- I still have hope for Tyler Biotish. you got to remember, that was his first year to start in the NFL. First year. So, because he, he played, he started, I think it was four games as a rookie. He didn't play poorly. But they decided to keep continuity after he got hurt, and they let Joe Looney in there. And I think that a lot of people are thinking, okay, Biotis was a weak link because they were using in preseason Connor Williams at center, and that was a failed experiment because he couldn't snap the ball. And he never played But the reason – but the main reason – that they were playing Connor Williams at center in the preseason was in case they had an injury to Tyler Biotis. They wanted to see where they were. Could Connor that. Williams then right. play center? They figured out yeah. that, no, that is not an option for Connor Williams if Biotis went down for him to slide over and play and center. And if Connor Williams could do that, that would open up the guard spot for Connor McGovern, mm-hmm. who got the op the opportunity and didn't really pay no, off. No, he did not. Now, having, having said that, okay. Mark Stepnoski was not Mark Stepnoski in 1989 when they drafted him in the third round, by the way. You know, he didn't get good until about 91. And he didn't hardly play in – remember, they, they you switched towards the end of the year, Tom Rafferty – they knew he was done. Right. But he started, I bet, 10, 11 games that year before uh, they put Step in. Um, so I, I, I just think there's something there with, with Biotish that, that the center position is not as important as the guard position, and I think you still can get a guard in the second round. Or in the late in the first, you got to trade. Down. I still say you can get a good, very good wide receiver in free agency, and you can push that wide receiver draft thing down the line. You can kick that can down the line if you have the money to pay for it. Right, and after May, we'll know. See, and that's where right? I right right what what after they're May, asking we'll for. Know. Right. Yeah. See, that's why why I think. The best player available is the is the route exactly. to go because I think you can go across the board at every position. You want to eliminate you want to eliminate a position in the first round. Probably not taking a quarterback, quarterback right? Yeah. Probably not taking a running back. Tight end. Mm, uh-uh. Well, the, the tight end is based on what's out there, right? And, and these guys don't uh, these prospects. Although there are, it's, it's a deep tight end right. draft, right? Right. They are, there's not much difference in about the top five or six guys, right. uh, in my opinion. And they're, they're going to be starting. So you're probably not doing They're going to start going off the board mid to late second but look round. But look at defense and tackle. Mm-hmm. If one of those monsters from Georgia is available. Linebacker. Linebackers. We talk cornerback. Every, everyone, everyone can't be gone. Right? By the time yes, they, yes. There's got to be someone left. has got to be there, right? <laughs> and as, so, as long as you don't reach and, and jump over what your board is showing you. Right. And, and so in the case of – because a lot of people are mocking uh, one of these guards to the Cowboys at 24, Kenyon Green from Texas A&M or right. Zion Johnson from Boston College, I think that the, the Cowboys, if they're going to take one of those guards – in the first round, then they are projecting that, in my opinion, any play, any player that you're taking in the first round in this draft, because I think this is a deep draft where you can get Pro Bowl-type player in the first round, mm-hmm. you're projecting that that player is going to be a Pro Bowl player and he, you're going to want to sign him to a second contract. And he better be able to play tackle in my 
Well, yeah, in I, my book, I, I go for that too. But if if am I getting greedy? But if, if <laughs> yeah, you are. But you would you would take Zach Martin or Travis Frederick at twenty four? Yeah, but they knew. Uh, by the way, they knew Zach Martin could play tackle. He played tackle mm-hmm. at Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. right? And 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 stop me. I think I told this story just recently that in in the Senior Bowl that year, he was the only guy that could block Aaron Donald. And Aaron Donald was the only guy that could get by Zach Martin. <laughs> it was it was a great show in those practices, believe me. Uh, and 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 both of them and they got close to Donald, right? Donald went 13. Mm-hmm. So they sat there at 16 cuz they thought they were going to get one of those defensive guys. Donald went 13. And Ryan Shazier went 15. Pittsburgh took him right before him. Otherwise, the Cowboys probably were going to take him. Mm-hmm. That's why this whole debate about Johnny Manziel was just ridiculous. They weren't going to take Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, we'll just settle. We'll settle for Zach Martin. Well, I'm going to grasp at straws once again. So did you see any offensive guard that was performing – the way Zach Martin performed when he came out. Did you see any guard that's worth in this draft? Yes. In that draft or this in, in draft? This draft. Yeah. You're comparing, you know, uh, Zach Martin. You, you see, right. he's he's first first round, you know, capable. So what there's about a, no? Those, no, there's not. There's not a hall. Not, of famer. Not, there's not a hall of famer not sitting one. there. No. no. And I keep reading about these guys and strengths, weaknesses, what they are, and again. I I just couldn't get over Stephen Jones pointing out how hard it is these days to project offensive linemen from coming from college how they're going to play in the NFL. Really? Because the college game is so different, right? They know they're pass blocking, right? Right. And when they run, it's usually run option. Mm. They're running from shotgun. Zone blocking maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a different game in the NFL. And, and, and he's pointed out it's hard That's to project the offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And, and he's right. Um, so what about the defensive linemen? Are they already, they're always looking for a pass rush. So uh, do they have to be you know, more discerning about how they play the run? And, and I think that's got to be something when you look at defensive ends. Because right. when we talk defensive ends, it's always, well, these are his sacks or these are his pressures. Okay, what happens if well, that's they— Well, that's because that's all he has to do. What if they run at him? Can he set the edge? You know, and that's what I noticed about uh, Dante Fowler, by the way. He, he, he was playing 3-4 defenses. And, and he doesn't look to me to be a 3-4 defensive end. He's, he's a 4-3 defensive end. Well, he's certainly not a 3-4 defensive end. He'd be a 3-4 outside linebacker. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's I meant. That's what I meant, outside <laughs> linebacker. Right. And, and, you know, that would be like saying, okay, we're going to move DeMarcus Lawrence to linebacker in a 3-4. That ain't going to work. Well, but, you know, you're in nickel 70% right, of the time. Right. And, and those 3-4 teams, they're, they're, they're rushing four, you know. And so the, the question is, is he, is he a stand-up rusher, even in their, in their nickel? You know, like, uh, for instance, Everson Griffin, when he came here, you know, he right. had been in that 4-3 in Minnesota with a hand on the ground, and he mm-hmm. could not adapt to uh, standing and, and uh, rushing the passer here. Um, so, um, you know, to that point, though, like on Jordan Davis, as far as the defensive lineman who can defend the run, you know, Jordan Davis, uh, he is a monster at doing what he can do, but he's not a he's not a guy that will get to the quarterback a lot. Right. But I think as far as uh, as uh, shutting down his area of the field, whether it's the run game or pushing the pocket, you know, then uh, yeah, it, it's great. And so it's going to be very interesting to see where he goes because he doesn't have uh, the ability to really to sack the quarterback. But the other guy does. Devontae Wyatt does, but there's some kind of the there's, same. There's there's some things in his game that that uh, you know where he could slide also. Right. I mean, he's not. I don't think Devontae Wyatt. He's not Gerald McCoy. 
You know, right? Who is a third pick in the draft? Or it is Indom- not Aaron Donald, and neither one of those guys are in Domikong Sue. You know, yeah. who was the second pick in the Man, draft? Remember so, when he plays? Yeah, out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, we can look at you can you can see on YouTube some great plays, uh, dominating plays, but are they doing it on a consistent basis? The big like with Jordan Davis. When you look at Georgia, he he was only on the field first and second down. He we, they took him off the field. And in fact, the Georgia front seven guys they were rotating all those guys in. And so Jordan Davis is only playing like twenty snaps a game in college at well, Georgia. Isn't there a guy? And so, do you want to spend a first round draft pick on a guy now at twenty four? It's a little bit different. But uh, but will a team at fourteen want to spend a first round their fourteenth pick in the draft on a guy who you have to take off the field on third? Do down? they have to take him off the field? Well, I don't know. We, we don't know. That, that, they're going to have to project that right. with him because they haven't seen it in college with him but based, that he can play on, that many snaps at that his, large a size. Right, but based on his, his uh, measurables and running a four, seven, yeah. eight, he, yeah. yeah, he can. He think but he how long can he sustain it at that size? Right. You know. So, all right. What about the guy from Alabama? The Mathis? defensive tackle. Um, I mean, he's uh, he's he's a guy that a lot of people like. So, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of them. But I see, think. here's here's what happens with that position, though. When the Cowboys start looking at the value of that position compared to something else, right. you'll say, okay, defensive tackles, second, third round. Um, you know, I, w- I want somebody that's going to either – I would imagine they put a priority at defensive end more than they do defensive It's tackle. outside in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing with wide receiver compared to guard. I mean, that's just the nobody, value nobody of that position. Nobody's looking for a Marvin, for a sap anymore. <laughs> nobody's looking for. Yeah, there are there are exceptions to every rule. Right. Yes, you know? yes. And, and and Aaron Donald was an exception. Right. You know, if you draft again with that draft, and Aaron Donald's going up there. In the, the yeah, he's very top, top ten, right? Yeah, if five, not five, top five, yeah. right? That's right. All right, we continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back back, to mixed shots. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. All right. Um, How would you like a Darren Woodson in this draft? Would you like it? Yeah. Would you like Darren Woodson? Especially if I get him in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> this guy might be your second round draft pick. I the other night 
I fell in love with a player from Maryland. He is a safety by the name of Nick Cross. Okay. He is. I like the name. Do we have some video? I don't know that we do have video of him, but he's from Maryland. He is the youngest player in this draft. Mm -hmm. He's only 20 years old. He'll turn 21 on September 10th. And this guy reminds me of Darren Woodson. He's smart then, right? He's yeah, he's smart. a smart guy. Yeah. And that's a big – ever since I'm big on yeah. makeup. I'm yeah. big on uh, a guy, uh, you know, because I don't – half the time I don't know what I'm looking at when I'm looking at tape, you know. But I can't – I do know what I'm looking at when I see an interview or I see uh, what a guy uh, means to his team and what his teammates and coaches uh, say about him. And he aces that test. But check out the numbers here. All right. Here's the other thing. Him being 20 years old. Safety. He graduated. He's a safety. He's strong, he's free. He's a free. He can be either one. Either one. Either he's one. He's close to graduating, right? Uh, he was at Maryland for three years. And do I have marked down whether he graduated or not? I don't have it marked down. But anyway. All right. He is six foot, 212 pounds. They probably mark against him because he's only six foot tall. Okay. But he doesn't look like he's only six foot tall on the field. Ran a four three four, with a one four six split. Love that four three four. Four three four. Okay. Okay. Four three four <laughs> at two hundred twelve pounds. It took a while to get he, that. He must have bad hands because <laughs> somebody would have made him a wide receiver. All right, and with a one four six split. Okay, thirty seven vertical and a ten ten broad jump. Okay. Nice. A cone drill of six eight five, which is phenomenal. Okay, yeah. now tell me how he and plays 20, football. Twenty one bench reps, strong. Not bad. Love the way he plays football, and if you look at him, the way he diagnoses plays, he is a student of the game. This is what I love the most about him. If if you hear him talk, he talks about – I went back. I, there was a, a video that was done on him in high school. He didn't start playing football until his freshman year in high school. His dad wouldn't let him play. and then, But he always he, – he, his dream was growing up was to be a Hall of Fame football player. <laughs> but well, hell, he I didn't play until my freshman year. <laughs> he, he puts in the, the work. Um, his high school coach – uh, Elijah Brooks, who okay. also became an, he was hired at Maryland as an assistant. That's uh-huh. how you get some of these players. <laughs> he he uh, calls him maniacal about preparation. Um, uh, Mike Loxley, his head coach at Maryland, he has the ability with his speed and athleticism hmm. uh, to really impact the game. Okay, but. When you, the thing that I was most impressed with with him was if you he would be playing a high safety, and he covers so much ground, right. whether it's going backwards or forwards, and he now there are times where he would misread a play, but I think that can be coached out of him at, at okay. age twenty, yeah. where he he would aggressively come up on and then a double right. move would someone would get by, and right. so you'll you'll find criticism for him for that whatever. But there are times where he would be at a, as a high safety, and there would be a misdirection, backside uh, flare pass out to a running back, yeah. and this guy closes so fast, wow. and he's really the only line of defense. Wow! And he would stop him for a no gain or a loss. What I was mean, the guy's name again? Nick Cross is right. his name. And again, he looks down. like Darren Woodson. He's got numbers like Darren Woodson. And anyway, he is my guy. Uh, so there you go. Nick Second Cross. round, third. I, I'm not sure that he, I'm not sure he's going to be there at 56. Really? Yeah. So yeah, you have to use one of them fifth round draft choices to move to move up. up. Yeah, and, and it'd be like Sean Lee in 2010, where the Cowboys used a later pick and moved up five spots to get the guy that they wanted, whatever. And so you know, that I, it could I, be I, one I, of those. I have to say this. Uh, not once has Bill ever referred to a great cornerback and said, you know, he kind of reminds you of Everson Walls. <laughs> 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 not once has he said, yeah, you know, you got there's like only Everson one. Walls there. No, nah, there's you know, only there's one. Yeah, you, only yeah. one you, you Everson go, Walls. You want to go first round with that guy, you know, if you got the Everson Walls There's numbers. our Sky Moore guy, look. <laughs> okay. On the NFL Network. I got you. So no one else can look, Mickey. Oh, that's right. Well, we they can if they're watching NFL Network right now. He's going to be interviewed. Oh, yep. there he is. 
But my point also on Nick Cross is, okay, yeah, maybe they don't have as much of a need right now for a safety, although I think we've, we've – In a year, early. they will. Yeah. And if he is – if he, if if I am right in my – more importantly, if Cowboys scouts are right in their assessment of a player and this guy is as good as they think he is, then he's going to get on the field regardless. So my, my question would be, first of all, how are his hips? Darren Woodson had great hips. Mm-hmm. Darren Wilson could. He looks like he can turn and go. He could play. He did turn and go. Yeah, no, played. I'm saying Nick Cross. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. He looks yeah, like because he you're talking yeah. about covering the slot with that right. speed. Yeah, yeah if that's you're talking right. about Wilson, you want to cover yeah, the slot. Yeah, and that's yeah. a big thing. And with that speed, you got hips. I know. You got with I that know. kind of speed, then you're talking about somebody that can actually. You know, when Woody played the slot, you know he it wasn't a shutdown type of thing, but he could stay in position long enough to where it just messed up the timing. All right, he offense. is not Darren Woodson. Okay, he just looks like Darren Woodson. <laughs> but he's not Darren Woodson. He cannot cover Jerry Rice. Right, right, okay? right. Okay, right. I'm not sure as Jerry Rice right now. <laughs> Jerry's what, 45? He may not be like able it. to cover Jerry Rice right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he but, could be Brian Dawkins. And if you. Don't if you, mention that name. Oh, I'm sorry. And, yeah. and if you. Don't yeah, that's that sore name. subject. Oh, yeah, there. Right, so he could be Steve Atwater. Oh, oh even a lot. Yeah, even that's, worse. That's, the second time. That's, that's two in a row right there. Thanks a lot, Bill. Thanks a lot, Bill. <laughs> and Darren Woodson would second those motions. Yes, uh-huh. he would. That's right. I, and I, I second them for him yes. as well. Yeah. Didn't goes guys here in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Jeez. All right. What else is on your legal pad there? Um, I had just run across something. Oh, no, you're going to have to. Oh, I know. So we talked about it, all these positions, right? They got to do something at kicker. Yeah. And here's my list of kickers. It it's like a half a page, and there's <laughs> you only sound too excited. There's <laughs> only there's <laughs> only three names on. You it. can hear that background. <laughs> yeah. yeah and those were the those were the free agents. The other half was the rookies. Yeah. And there was really only three names on there. Uh huh. So they got to come up with something because it might be hard to find the freaking kicker, man. Free agent kicker, they're all guys that are retreads. There's Let's no look one at the guy there. from Cincinnati. That's why we talked about him. He last was a week. rookie, right? Fifth okay, round but was he that choice. good when he was in college? I mean, to where you could see him doing what well, he's doing he was. Well, he was good enough that he was a fifth round draft pick. Yeah. So they liked him. And that's well that's enough. usually first round for kickers. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of the right. cutoff line, yeah. right? Yeah. Unless you're Janikowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't happen anymore anyway, right? So then, so I mean, but you got to find somebody. Of incidents where you've got a kicker that came out, nobody thought he'd be that good, and the guy ended up being good. What about what about Blake for us? Was it Blake, uh, the kicker that came from Oklahoma State for us? Bailey was Bailey that good at Oklahoma State? Was I think he, he was good. good at Oklahoma you State. knew he would be that good in, in in the pros. Hey, we didn't know two weeks before the first game his rookie year that he was going to make this team. I remember being right. out at AT and T Stadium, and the Cowboys had an open practice that day, and uh, and you know at the at certain times during the practice, you've got the kickers kicking three or four in a row, and it, I remember I may have been sitting standing next to you, Mickey. Was that the day he had and, a he had a bad day? This was actually a day he had, it was his after his bad day. Oh, okay. And, we, was and he going, came back. I, and he came back. And I'm like, I, it was the most important moment of that practice was whether Dan Bailey could get his act back together wow. and be able to nail right. three or four kicks in a row. And he did. And he did. Yeah. And and but but as Bill said, I remember and it would have been I don't know if it was during that season or the next season, talking to Chris Boniel. And it, I believe it was, it was either his first or second year as an assistant coach for the Cowboys. Uh-huh. And he and Joe, um, the special teams coach. D. Camillus. D. Camillus. They put their mm-hmm on the line for Boniel. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I remember Boniel telling me, he goes, I was more nervous than he was mm-hmm. because I put my – job on the line because I said that's the guy we should go because remember they they kept bringing in all these veteran guys they were going through guys and 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 Boniel said no this is the guy and he turned out to be the guy yeah 
but he was pretty good at Oklahoma State. But then he seemed he, to have a, a, a letdown uh, as he came to training camp, though. Uh, he, he was just, good he just, until that one day yeah. that Bill pointed out. He just we, had a, sat, a week. We were in San Antonio, maybe? I can't remember if it was Oxnard or San Antonio yeah. that year. I just remember he had a bad day. And, and then they let him kick in the last preseason game and then decided to go with him. Yeah. Amazing. So which but, one of these kickers do you like? The, the two that jumped out to me were Kate York at LSU. And Prosper. And Prosper. And then uh, <laughs> Dicker the kicker from UT. Mm-hmm. But – you never know when there's a free agent out there that no one knows about, right? A college free agent. A college free agent. Oh, you mean college free agent. Yeah, yeah like a young guy okay. or maybe somebody that kicked Just in the Canadian. Somebody, somebody needs to know about him. And I, yes. I guarantee you there's some, if not multiple people uh, in the scouting department there's some, who they've are got aware somebody, of kickers. Yeah, they've yeah. got kickers, somebody. You can find a renegade kicker easily. Yeah. And when I say renegade, someone, you know, like worse than free agency to where he comes out of nowhere. You know, you can have maybe that tried happen. out, yeah. tried out at Texas Stadium right. with that. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be your best free agent tryout, right? As there much influence. Did you ever go out there, Peg? No. To look at it? Though. No. <laughs> it was an insult to me as a free agent. Yeah, it's so funny. When Would I you made, have to pay like twenty-five dollars to I get an opportunity? Team, when I made the team, there were so many guys oh. who had been out of the league for like three years that said, "Oh, if Everson can do it." Then maybe I can come back. I have so many guys calling me. Hey, can you help me get in the league? No, man, you've been out the league for six years. What do you want me to do, man? <laughs> All right, I don't. My wife will tell me I don't listen very well, and I did not listen very well earlier in the show. Apparently, we've got a caller on the line. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> and even though we're past time, we're going to take this caller. We're who is, this who call is on the for line? Perseverance. Thanks for perseverance. Yes, thanks for his patience. Who do we have? This is Bob from National. Hello, Bob. How are What's up, you, Bob? Good. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I know it's the end of the show. And, hey, um, I remember a really great cornerback, Everson Wall. So, shout out to you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Uh, hey, uh, real quick, I know offensive line is the is a big priority, but I still am a big proponent of a, another stud linebacker. I mean, look what the, the impact Micah Parsons had on our team. And I think another stud linebacker going in the second round could really, really shore up our defense. And then, of course, I know we have all these other needs, but those are the two that I really think, offensive line and another stud linebacker, and I think that could really help us out. Thanks for letting me take the call, guys. All right. Well, that's on our list. I've got right? no problem. Me even, neither. Even taking a stud linebacker mm-hmm. at we talked about that in last, the first round. Year. I mean, we yeah. talked about uh, the guy from Georgia. Yep. N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe mm-hmm. Dean. And, and there was another one I, I just Devin read Lloyd. about. Devin Lloyd from Utah is. Maybe that was uh, him. Yeah. He, <laughs> <whoa>. <laughs> you got to look at Devin Lloyd. I mean, if – and I was big on the Kobe Dean too, mm-hmm. and I, I like both of them. And and the Kobe Dean is more uh, of a guy who can. And this is not a knock on him at all. He's not athletically the same player that Devin Lloyd is, but I mean he he can uh, read uh, plays and read and react as good as anybody. And he's got all of those um, intangibles that you're looking for, uh, but. Devin Lloyd is a playmaker, and in 14 games at Utah this year, consensus All-American, had 22 tackles for loss and eight sacks, four interceptions, two run back for touchdowns. I mean, but you just look at him. He is athletically – he ran a 4-6, 25 bench reps, 10-6 broad jump, and I just have written out next to him – Wow, great player. <laughs> See, and, 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 and there's there's an assumption going on at linebacker right now, right? You mentioned, uh, you know, KZ, but Keanu Neal, they decided mm-hmm. that they weren't going to bring him back okay. and that we'll cover ourselves with Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox didn't play last year. And he's coming off an ACL. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's coming off an ACL, and you're going to assume. And he was at LSU for one year. He played at North Dakota North, State for three years. Right, and what? you're assuming that he's going to step in and take that spot that Neil played, right? That's a big assumption. Mm-hmm. So there's an unknown there. 
Uh, and this the other thing that Devin Lloyd can do, yourself. I mean, you look at him, they rush him off the edge a little bit. I mean, that's how you get a lot of those tackles. See, so for what loss if you had sacks. two of those guys? Two of those guys that you don't know which Man. one's going to line up where. <laughs> who's, who's lining right. up where? And, and and who's in the middle and who's on the outside? Or can one of them go to defensive end? Or I can line up at defensive end and drop off? I mean, uh, I, w- I think if, if Devin Lloyd is there at 24, I would rush that card in. <laughs> go running up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm looking at videos now. You're watching Devin Lloyd? Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at him right now. This yeah. guy is huge, too, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, he's kind of thin to be inside. He's, he looks a little lean to be inside. You know, Sometimes, you, young sometimes you want that in a, a young player mm-hmm. because they're all—they're not. None of them are going to lose weight, right? You know, that's right. None of them are going to lose. Which, weight. by the way, I heard that Connor McGovern put on some muscle, some weight uh, in the off season. So we'll see what he, happens there. Lloyd Devin Lloyd is uh, listed. He's six-two uh, and three-quarters inches tall, so six-three, two thirty-seven. Now, Nicobe Dean is only five-eleven. 229. Who do we have there on the screen? They just uh it's probably the Utah guy, Devin yeah. Lloyd. Uh it is Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Number zero. Number zero. Yeah. He zeroed out that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very articulate spags. I like that. Very good. And by the way, Devin, Devin, Devin our, Lloyd and Kobe Dean are both very articulate themselves, too. Yeah. Which is all part of that makeup I look mm-hmm. for in these players. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? Uh, I would have, I would have drafted Everson Walsh. Thank you, thank you. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. See, that's the first this, time yep. we need to make a habit of that. Uh-huh. I that, that that's the only him. case you've someone's ever made about me getting drafted. Uh-huh. That's the only case. Yeah, just that's based right. on his interview alone. That's I right. wouldn't care about the four eight forty. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> four seven four. Come on. <laughs> All right, I think we're out of time. We're past time. We're way past oh, time. Past time here. All right, but we are going to be on. Next Thursday, yes, as a pre-draft pre. So that's show. a definite then. So and and Bill will tell you who the Cowboys are going to draft next that's right. Thursday. The big green notebook by twelve thirty for you. <laughs> okay. got not just who they'll draft in the first round, but every other round. Every other round. Uh-huh. All my trade downs. Every other round. So that means the first, <laughs> we're the third, have, and the fifth. We're going to have we got nine draft picks right now. We're going to have 14 by next Thursday. <laughs> okay. The trades that I'm going to have. We're going to trade down and pick up a whatever. All right. Great time of the year. Yes. You got a big green notebook. Not and everyone I'm has just a big green glad notebook, it's so. here. That's all. Yeah. All right. I'll be glad when it's over. I'll, yes. get some, I'll start getting some sleep. All right. That does it for Mix Shots. We'll talk at you again next Thursday at 1130. Draft day. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!